there's anything I can tell you, is that the best place to hide is in your mind. Welcome back, Ghoul Gang, to Between Lewis and Lovecraft Correspondence, the part of our show where I invite people that I've stalked on TikTok so that they have to be friends with me and then feel guilty that I've invited them on my show and they have yet to invite me on their show. I'm staring directly at the two as I say this. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Patrick. Listen, I'm just making notes. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah. Patrick Perini. Did I get it right? You got it right. Got it in one. Oh, well, wait. For Hannah. Patrick Perini. Huh? <laughs> so that she yeah, knows that right. it, the, perfect. the rule that was, yeah, applies that was, to her. bang on. I even did the fingers. You can't, so you can't see it, but I did the fingers. No, yeah, 100%. I'm back in my Nona's kitchen. It's great. And then uh, Emily Graymore, welcome. Yes. Or uh, wait, sorry, with the accent, Emily Graymore. Huh? Yeah. That's very good. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Patrick and Emily, to our show. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Do you want to go ahead and uh, introduce you guys yourselves to our audience and kind of tell them what you do a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, as you said, I'm Patrick Perini. And I'm Emily Graymore. Uh, and we are both uh, TikTok creators independently, uh, dabble in things like voice acting and writing. Uh, but together, we have just recently launched uh, a new actual play podcast that we're quite, quite, quite proud of uh, called Unbalanced Encounters, the first season of which is uh, Rally. Uh, and we have been having an absolute blast sort of doing that. Uh, for this season, I'm the DM. Emily is one of our four players. I am indeed. Yeah. Um, a ranger who I am very excited to play. Yeah. I won't tell much in case anyone wants to listen. I'm not going to do any spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 yeah. It'll probably be a little inevitable. But um uh, but yeah, so um, that that has been sort of our latest project, our latest endeavor, and yeah. uh, at this point, definitely the most time-consuming. So. What was it that brought you guys to the point where you, you guys were, I mean, you guys were getting together, you were talking a lot, and then um, out of that, the conversation started of, hey, why don't we s- spend way too much time focused on one thing <laughs> and yep. put all of our energy into it for basically no money and or anything pretty um, much but yeah. no thanks what what well, is what is the thing that, that that one's not super true <laughs> fortunately we're very lucky yeah, yeah we got it yeah it's very good um yeah so it, it's actually interesting um so emily and i actually we met on tiktok mm-hmm. kind of we'd known each other casually but we we sort of met when what my home game had a seat open up and uh emily you know kind of got in touch with me to, to potentially play in the home game that i was running mm-hmm. um and as home games do that foundered after a little while we, we managed to get through kind of one camp one little little short campaign maybe 10 sessions yeah. and then um and then you know things kind of hit hit some rocks and scheduling conflicts and so forth and we found ourselves with uh you know kind of a, a simultaneous dearth of 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 d and and uh you know kind of that creative outlet and we'd always wanted to do something for an audience right i mean we we have this kind of experience with tiktok you've got some voice acting experience that you've done you know it's growing yeah slowly. bit by bit um we really wanted to, to lean into it. And, and I've done podcasts before. I've done editing for, you know, a handful of different podcasts and some solo projects and so forth. And and I love kind of mucking about in, you know, sort of the the, the musical space and creating dramatic soundscapes and so forth. Um, and so we put out to TikTok, like, hey, like, you know, we want to find some people to, to potentially play for us. Mm-hmm. Had this insane outpouring of, you know, kind of applicants and people who are excited to be on the show yeah. and just started whittling it, you know, kind of down from there. So it really kind of grew almost along with the people who were excited about it beyond us, right? It went from like, hey, what if we did a, a, a podcast in the vaguest possible sense to, now we've got people who are genuinely excited about this. We have to like tell them what it's going to be, right? We have to come up with what this is going to be. Yeah. And every step of the way, the next step has kind of just been the obvious next one, right? It's like now now we, you know, figure out how often we're going to do it. What's the format? How many players? Uh, and, you know, now it's uh, kind of a, 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 a going concern. <laughs> he makes it sound like we we had this whole plan, um, no. and uh, you know everything was plotted out. You know we knew exactly what we were doing. We didn't. 
Um, uh, the opposite, was, <laughs> if even. It was a, hey, we've never done this thing before. Um, and both of our home games, because yeah. mine as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yours kind of found out at the same um, time, yeah. I was trying to DM, and it, that didn't work out because, of, again, scheduling, scheduling the, the biggest BBEG. Um, <laughs> and, uh, what is it people uh, say? Um, the, the best part of Dungeons and Dragons is the fantasy. The fantasy that you can be rich and do what you want and have friends yep. that show up every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, exactly. Yes. yes. As it as it as it turns out, a hack for anyone um for anyone any DM out there who's really trying to make sure that their players show up consistently on time, a hack is to spend sixty hours a week editing the sessions so that your players can listen to them again yeah. and then they'll feel obligated <laughs> to show up. Yeah. Honestly, it's been such a godsend because this one puts Easter eggs in like everything, little yeah. like clues, and then listening to them again, I'm going, oh shit, I didn't hear that the first time round. <laughs> <laughs> you cheeky bastard. It's yeah, fan theories, but for the players, it's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we both had things and we just sort of fell into this thing, yeah. supported by we were surprised by the amount of applicants yeah. that, that came forward and then it just sort of grew into something that we were at its core we wanted to just experiment yeah. and have fun yeah. with can we can we talk we real quick about yeah. about that insane response how yeah. at that time i guess okay uh, this is like a four-part question at the time you guys you know said hey we want to start this this podcast mm -hmm. how many followers did you guys have on tiktok follow-up question has yeah. that changed have you guys gained more followers since the podcast started and how was that i guess it's a three-part and how was were the numbers um for your followers compared to the people that applied yeah oh, yeah absolutely so I think between us we had maybe five thousand. Yeah, because I was only just over two. Yeah, and I was closing in on three, which is great. Um, I, I mean, that's say... success just in of itself. I've been yeah. sitting at like ninety-five on my page for like five months, so yeah. that's great. <laughs> that's yeah. really I good. Mean, we we've both you know we both we both got really lucky that like shortly after because we both joined TikTok around summer of last year, really, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we both got pretty lucky to to find, you know, kind of the community and a little bit of an upsweep pretty much right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say that neither of our followings have changed much as okay. the result of any of the podcast stuff. And so I've just hit 3,000 now, and yeah. that two to three... With that was that was about a bit of a five, four months. Yeah, I think it took yeah. ages to get to. And that's it's it's interesting because that's it. I want to I want to answer your other question, but I do want to circle back to this because I find that lack of growth to be like just a fascinating thing, yeah. right? But uh, insofar as the, I think a, a, an interesting thing here is that the proportion you asked sort of what was the what were like how many people applied compared to how many people followed us, mm -hmm. and we had. Uh, a little over a hundred applicants yeah. for five thousand followers, mm -hmm. which I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be able to do math in my head, but uh, <laughs> insofar as like conversion rates go, that's an insane response. When we put up the the form, two, the TikTok is that two percent? It's two percent. Yeah, it's, I think. it's it's like whole digit percentages, which yeah, is crazy. which is it is a big deal. Uh, I mean, most people talk. I mean, you watch how many people go from TikTok to Instagram and how many followers yeah. you get from TikTok to Instagram. Yeah, and it's question. it's massive drop off. People who have hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok have yeah. maybe a couple thousand followers on Instagram. Exactly. And it's so easy to follow and like someone on TikTok um, yeah. that it it's hard to see those things um, take actual active change in exactly. any other realm so the yeah. fact that you got two percent the fact that you got a hundred people to to want to do this thing like that is yeah. that's huge and yeah i mean i think we kind of took that as a signal to really take it seriously right to really yeah. kind yeah. of lean in and 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 say like all right well we now we got to make sure that we're picking people who are very good for this we've got to make sure that every minute that we spend doing this show is going to be meaningful right that our yeah. audience is going to want to listen to it that we're sort of rewarding them for being excited about this because again that 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 outpouring was was huge so much enthusiasm yeah um and people just, you know, even they're like, you know, if I don't even get picked, I want to be a part of it in some way. And we I want to support it. One yeah. of our the 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 uh, the gent that works uh, that, that that does all of our original soundtracking. We have, oh, you know, man. kind of a, a I think about a half dozen original tracks for the for the podcast so far. I mean, he's still working. Yeah. Um, 
was one of those where at the last minute he had to pull himself from consideration for a player at the table because work and real life and schedules. Uh, but he was like, I, I want to stay on. I want to compose for you guys. I want to be part of it. I want to be, you know, sort of part of this journey. We've had so many people like that are moderator team in discord um you know people people Do who have all kinds well. of artwork and yeah. fan art it's been it's been unreal that's yeah. amazing um, really nice yeah and and that's been really really gratifying because you know again it, it it sort of showed us like hey we could build this thing you know the way that you think that critical role builds their stuff right no shade to well little shade to critical role but not in this moment <laughs> um uh that critical role is a professional organization that is yeah. building a product for an audience that is meant to sort of be a consumer of this product right sure. like they 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 I mean, again, you can't put it any way better than they're a business, and yeah. that's and that's that's great, right? Like that—that that is what they've tried to do. They've managed to reach a relatively huge audience. I mean, yeah. they're almost mainstream famous, which is pretty good for D and D. Um, and we kind of looked at that, and you know, you, you when you go into make a making a when you go into making a podcast, you have that thought of like, oh, I'm making a television show, and I'm going to be sitting in my studio, and someone out there in the world is going to watch it, and that's going to be the relationship that we have. <clears throat> when we got that outpouring of interest in applications, we sort of adjusted our perspective, and we said, no, wait, hold on. Let's build this with them, yeah. right? Let's let them get input into the kinds of things yeah. that we're doing. Let's have conversations about how we're building this thing. Let's have people give us feedback about what we're doing, <clears throat> and, and like take advantage of the fact that everyone in our audience is a creative person in and of their own right yeah. right like they 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 are storytellers they are actors and performers they are often dms and dnd players telling their own stories you know at, hopefully once a week uh yeah. you know with their with their friends uh, if they can you know make that magic happen yeah. <laughs> um and sh that shift in perspective was so cool yeah it, like it, it just it just changed sort of the relationship in a, i think a really meaningful way mm. um and i just i absolutely love it right like I, I i you know i've 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 made like real friends yeah. in this process which is always so meaningful at least yeah. to me um <laughs> and me well I don't know. <laughs> maybe you don't like friends maybe you don't like friends i don't want to judge I, I know i come across as a bit frosty sometimes <laughs> But I do like people. Oh. <laughs> I promise. I promise. I mean, and that's I that's exactly how I feel about this show and what I've been doing for the past few years with this, where mm -hmm. I've made more friends doing this podcast yeah. than anyone else. And that's why I make the joke at the beginning of every correspondence yeah. episode that, you know, I'm forcing people to be my friend mm -hmm. for an hour until I trick them into thinking they are. And um but the thing is, like, I've there have been people on the show that are genuinely some of my best friends, um, so and funny. and it's it's awesome to be able to reach out to someone. And it's it's a little unfortunate that I have to create something to feel like I'm justified in talking to them. Um, but but it is yeah. still there. And honestly, and this is obviously no shade to you guys at all, but sure. it's like if I didn't have this podcast, what would be the reason for the three of us to yeah. sit down and chat? You guys are busy. You're doing your TikToks. You're doing sure. – I sound like an old man now. Um, you're doing, you're <laughs> the doing kids in the TikToks. TikToks. <laughs> the dexterity <laughs> saving throws. Yeah. You're, you're, you're I mean, you're planning out D&D. &D. You guys are editing. You're producing. Yeah. You're doing so much on top of your own life. There's no reason for you to talk to some rando hipster in Oregon about just stuff just for an hour. But the fact that I get to approach you and go, hey, we're going to record it and put it on the Internet. Then we get to sit down and have possibly a meaningful conversation and, and be real. Uh, and that's yeah. what I like about this show is I'm not here to I mean, we're going to promote your show, but that's sure. not why I'm here. I want to get to no, know 100%. you guys. Yeah, um, yeah. fellow nerds right and and yeah, really mean, get into that absolutely and it's it i think you have hit on something <laughs> that is it's it's a constant struggle for anybody who makes sort of things right especially if you're trying to like go down the road of being sort of an internet creator a niche content creator your time 
is so highly pressured mm. by the fact that you need to produce. You need sure. to make something that is going to get you the attention. You need to make something that's finally going to crack the algorithm and get you to the FYP. Yeah. You yeah. need to make something that's finally going to be worth the money so that you can set up that Patreon or pre-sell that book or whatever you have going on. And it it really does, I think, shine a light on how much pressure that puts on people and how kind of broken that is fundamentally right yeah. like that sh it shouldn't be the case right it shouldn't be the case that we have to put that much pressure mm. on ourselves just to make the art that we <clears throat> want to make yeah. um i mean i see so much burnout uh, yeah. just in our D, &D community yeah. with people who are trying to i mean it's not just the kind of producing the content it's yeah. the time it takes to think of it try and prep for it yeah the, the you know changing costumes and stuff between takes and i mean it all takes a long time yeah. um and i've seen so many recently um and i mean uh, i think it's like another one every kind of like couple of weeks that i need to take time off and away from tiktok because yeah. i'm just burnt out I'm yeah like, i just can't and this actually touches back on the thing that I wanted to to, to mention with with your question of did we see growth in our TikTok in our personal TikToks or kind of our TikTok pages as a consequence of the podcast? And the reality is, you know, basically not at all. Maybe I mean maybe a little bit, one or two people, you yeah. know, kind of here and there. But for the most part, that's that's not generally the way yeah, no. that it works. It's almost an inverse yeah. relationship, mm -hmm. where if you are putting a lot of effort into creating long form content, that doesn't automatically back translate into the short form content that's going to get your attention. Yeah. yeah, and so with that you know, kind of being one of very many true tricky things about trying to kind of make it in this world, you do end up in this situation where mm. it, it is tough to justify like spending an hour to get to know somebody new. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and at the very least, you know, the, the, the guise of content creation helps everybody kind of pretend that it can be a little easier to prioritize. Right, right. right. Um, and that's rough, right? Like that's, a, you know, I think and that it, you really, the thing yeah. that I started to realize I was doing and what I've been trying to get away from, but I still do it just because it's natural. It's part of the process is yeah. I start to prioritize people based off of, you know, like, oh, I want them on the show because they have followers or I don't yeah. want them because, you know, this yeah. or that. And, and at the same time, you know, I, I, have gotten to a point now where it's like I, I have certain things that I need to focus on, right? Uh, Hannah's gonna get mad at me, but I'm a new dad, so like I yeah. have to focus yeah. on a on a baby 100%. now. And then you know, and then I'm trying to write my own series and yeah. do this show on top of my stuff. Mm -hmm. So if if someone comes to me and is like, "Hey, I'd love to be on your show," I mean, I'd I'd look him up. Honestly, if it happened now I'd be like fuck yeah you want to be on my show yes let's yes. do it because <laughs> nobody ever asks me to be on my show but like at some point I'd probably be like ah, is it worth having them on the show you know and that I would yeah. I unfortunately it's it's a reality and yeah. I would feel shitty about it but it would still be like look I, I, I think that you could be cool but I just don't have like until you are of this status, I just, it's not worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it, it sucks because we live in a space now where you are judged on how many followers you have, sure. what kind of content you are putting out. And, and um, people make all kinds of decisions about you before they even know your real name, right? They know you yeah, by right. a username. And yeah. It's, yeah, 100%. it's just crazy. Like, I, I think that that's something I started to realize um, right before you guys announced like you were gonna do your podcast and and I would I was working on the Players Guild um, TikTok at that time. Mm -hmm. I was really trying yeah. to get that built up because I was like it's for my my other show and we need the followers there. But um, I mean we got I think we got close to two thousand followers there and I asked uh, my co-producer Britt, I was like, yeah, yeah, how many listens are we getting now? She's like, basically the same. Yeah, I mean, like it, maybe it's, one it's or not two. Not a material more. impact, and yeah. I'm like, it's just not worth it. It's the time's yeah. not worth it. I don't want to yeah. keep doing the Players Guild TikTok and feeling like I have to be on the schedule for social media when it's not paying off. I'll go do my own, 
and I'll just enjoy when I post. I'll probably post about yeah. my kid and, you know, yeah. books and D&D. And I don't have oh, to yeah. feel like it's a sales pitch every yeah. time I'm doing a TikTok. And that, I think, is the thing that really has kind of cracked open for me in this process. And, and Emily sort of said up front that it, we, you know, it was kind of thankless. And I joke that we actually do get a fair <laughs> amount of thanks is, is that like the, the it, it, we, we've we've made this sort of intentional decision to not over focus on the numbers right yeah. like we're going to get the listens we're going to get hopefully that'll eventually trend in the right direction but you know it's it, and it's a battle not to stare at them but when you know we 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 try to focus on the fact that we've had people tell us all sorts of stories like hey like i had a, a you know a two-day drive from texas to god knows where and this podcast made it extremely enjoyable yeah right or you know we've had a couple of people who who say like i fill every free moment with this podcast because i find it so interesting it's so fascinating yeah. i've got all these red string theories and and i'll do hero oh, yeah. forges of the characters yeah, when i get a little bit of downtime awesome. um i got one for you just real quick just throwing it in there yeah. so i i yeah. do listen to your guys' show and i it's it started coming out and i listened to it um, as I, I'm a constructor, I'm an electrician. I work in construction and there's mm -hmm. a building in Portland that I was running all the wire for. And that's my favorite time to, to listen to podcasts, that's throw awesome. it in, pull wire. I, it's mm -hmm. a, it's a four story building in Portland, Oregon. And nice. I listened to you guys, everything at that time that was out, I listened to it while pulling all the wire. So now every time I pass that building. I think Aww. about your guys' show. That's okay. the building That's that represents gonna, your show. We're gonna come to Portland and you're gonna show us what building that is because that's the best thing I've ever heard. And I'm gonna like make a little plaque just to stick on the side of the building. I mean, you might wanna ask them, but that's a little No, 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 no. surreptitiously stick it on. Yeah. Just like- Real quiet, like, if, if I, I yeah. here's I the thing. It. If I'm there when they're pouring the, uh, the cement, I'll try and get oh. a little like unbalanced <laughs> encounters written in there. And see, it's it's these sorts of stories that like remind me that there are actual human people listening to this mm. thing, yeah. right? And like, yeah, would it be great to be doing well enough that I'm getting invited to be on Dimension Twenty, right? Like, yeah, fuck, that's of the course, dream, right? sure. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants a version of that. Everybody right. wants a version of that. But, but in the interim, <laughs> right? The more important thing is to make sure that you're making art and connections mm -hmm. for and with like actual human people, right? And like trying to tear down that prejudice of you don't have this many followers and so therefore you're not worth my time. Trying to tear down, oh, I don't have as many listens as I would want and so therefore this project isn't worth my time, right? Yeah. Like, you know, there, there are economic realities out the ass for a lot of this stuff and that mm -hmm. makes life very difficult when you're trying to do this full time. But, mm -hmm. you know, within the boundaries of what you physically can do, the payoff should be the emotional resonance of the thing. Yeah. Right. It should be it should be the it, I, I swear to God, it should be the friends you make along the yeah, way. Absolutely. As contrived yeah. as that sounds. Well, and, and I think there's I think there's absolute validity to that. But I'll I'll. I'll I'll say this, and then, I mean, yeah. if you guys have anything else to say, obviously I'll let you, but I, we can move on to other conversations. I, I'm not sure TikTok and numbers are the only thing people want to hear. No, no, fine. carry on. Uh, <laughs> but, but, so I had the Players Guild going for a whole season. Mm -hmm. We, we, I mean, we recorded for about a year and a half, and we had a great little group going. It was great. We'd go out and do karaoke yeah. every once in a while. You know, it was, so cool. it was awesome. It was really fun. It was a really fun group. But it just we had maybe three real listeners maybe yeah. at some point we would hit 10 listens and uh, I, I don't know if we ever i didn't ever really see our, see our stats but i knew that it wasn't a lot and you know i pushed forward and and the work i mean you obviously know yeah. editing a, a live play podcast takes so yeah. much time yeah. and um it just ended up not really being worth it 
And I think the problem that I've always had with my stuff, either even with Between Lewis and Lovecraft, we're at a place now where it's like Hannah and I do it because we love doing it. We legitimately yeah, don't care whether we get listens mm-hmm. or not. Yep, we do yep. it because it makes us better writers. It genuinely, yeah. like, I had an yeah. existential crisis because I did an episode on Herbert, uh, Frank Herbert, and it yeah. made me a better writer. It's the reason why I started writing this one. And so, so great. Um, it's, it's, I do it because I love it, genuinely love yeah. it. Players yeah. Guild, I loved it, but it was like, it wasn't worth the amount of work it took. And then writing yeah. books, I think I lack the ability to market or build that community underneath sure. it to justify it existing, uh, genuinely. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm really trying to work on in some of my other stuff. But you guys were able to take this, and and I don't mean to make this sound like a, a, an insult, but you guys took a, a humble sure. following you had, right? Yeah, I know, you know absolutely. You, you guys had you uh, combined 5,000 followers. There are people mm-hmm. that have 50,000, 100,000. You guys yeah. took this small number that you had and you were able to make it grow into something that created an, a genuine following. Your Discord, yeah. you know, your yeah. the listenership, people that, that applied to be on the show. It yeah. shows that you created something and you were able to get it out there in the proper way people were able to be excited about it. Whereas, and and I don't mean to make this sound like great for you guys, boo on me, but I think it's just reality. Whereas I feel like I was just shouting into a cave and just listening to that's the, you know, and that an is the back. worst feeling. Yeah. It's yeah. the worst feeling when you feel like you're just sort of screaming into the void and you know, I, I don't I like Lord knows we have just been making this up from the from the from this from the get go. Right. Yeah, But, but you're doing been, it. Like, you're doing it well is the point is and, and <laughs> I'm trying not to shit on myself, <laughs> but I'm sure. using myself as the j- diving board for well, you guys are doing a great job. And I think it's really awesome what you guys have been able to achieve. Thank you. And I thank you. And we really, really I mean, th- like it's it's that kind of thing that that. Like you've got to, you got to, we've got to tell each other that, right? Like we have to have these conversations because it can feel so much like you're screaming into the void when the algorithm doesn't want you to be seen or when you haven't hit the Instagram numbers that you want to hit. And uh, you know, what, what, what is the antidote to social media isolation? It's, it's, it's actual genuine community and connection. And that's not a thing that comes easily, right? Like that's a very meet your neighbors kind of thing. And it, it really does. I mean, it circles back to, we ought to have more time to have hour long bullshit conversations without the pretense of recording <laughs> yeah. them. Right. Yeah, like that, absolutely. Like, yeah. We, you know, and that, and that just takes work, you know, it takes, uh, it takes, it takes intention and, oh, and, um, <laughs> and, um, and luck a lot of the time. Right. You know, oh, I mean, it was, you know, the, the only reason why we have a discord today is because at one point I, you know, I kind of looked at Emily and said, Hey, we had a hundred applicants. Should we ask them to do to go somewhere right like should we should we keep in touch with them somehow yeah yeah. uh and we decided that a discord was the was the way to do it so sometimes the right answer just kind of falls out yeah it was just to kind of keep them informed as what was gonna be happening next and it became a nice little community and that was that was really good because they're all very good and talented in their own right oh my god um and so putting them together and connecting them as well was great yeah 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 Yeah, i enjoyed that a lot so Talking about, uh, I mean, we've been we've been talking about how you guys have done a yeah. podcast that's D and D. Let's mm-hmm. talk about D and D and fantasy. Do you guys have oh, yeah. favorite authors, favorite books, series, stuff that like really resonates with you? God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funnily enough, so I, we were having a conversation about fantasy in general yeah. uh, as a genre because yeah. I really, really like. Uh, obviously, I would D and D like yes, fantasy would. as a genre. Um, but I very rarely read fantasy as a genre. Mm. Um, I, I, my, one of my favorite, um, fantasies is Earthsea. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Uh, absolutely incredible book, um, or series of books, but I'm heavily put off in the fantasy, uh, book world by the huge amounts of, um, trilogies or quadrilogies or, uh, just you you get prepared you have to read one book then you have to read 10 i mean look at wheel of time yeah uh, it's just uh, a huge undertaking i think yeah. it's quite daunting sometimes especially when 
we feel like sometimes it's a way for people to basically show off their world isn't that what you were saying yes. the other day right yes. uh, so instead of telling a story about something that's happening in the world it's like hey look at this incredibly intricate world with all these incredibly intricate intricate politi- politics yeah, kind of often. say it um uh and it, it's which no shade to wheel of time because I, I haven't read it so i don't know that that is a trope that it falls into it just happens to be very very big it's, but it's there is an weighty. awful lot of fantasy that mm. develops an interesting world or mechanic and then figures out how to tell a story about that world and mechanic as opposed to figuring out what story it needs to be mm. yeah. and then growing the world and the mechanic to tell that meaningful story yeah, yeah. Um, well and it's funny you guys say that I mean, we just we just did brandon Sanderson for our last couple episodes. Yeah, sure. And yeah. he's someone that toes the line on on that, like which one does he yeah. go into first? Mm-hmm. And what I liked, uh, I've been listening to his lecture s- series on YouTube, and he talks about how like he's like, okay, so I had this idea where someone can like move metal. Um, so then I came up with an entire magic system based off that. I was like, first Jeez. of all fuck you dude all right oh, oh i just came up with one of the greatest most in-depth magic systems because uh, i wanted to throw a coin all right um but then he's like so then i was like how do i put this in a story well i've always wanted to do you know a heist story so what oh, if this is a good. fantasy that's you know a heist and i've always wanted to do a story where the the dark lord has already won you know, and, mm-hmm. and we're seeing nice. the ramifications of that. So he, I'll tie some of that in there. And and he's like, this is how I created Mistborn is I, I had yeah. all these different ideas and I just kind of shuffled them around to where they fit into one story. And, yeah. and I like that. And I think that that's a lot like my style of writing and storytelling sure. where I'm constantly like, oh, I have this idea and this idea and this idea and they can all be their own books. And then I start writing. I'm like, well, wait. If I take a little bit of this, you know, if yeah. I take a little bit of peanut mm-hmm. butter, add some chocolate, and oh, now I have <laughs> the greatest candy ever made. Exactly, exactly. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, and I, I love that analogy because I think that that is such a great example of he's not married to, and it doesn't sound like you're married to, a very specific vision of the world and the mechanics before the story exists, right? Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's, it's very much... Good writing is not unlike good GMing, where it's like as you're figuring out what the story needs to be, yeah. you're picking up the tools to support that narrative, yeah. right? And then you figure out how to make them all mesh together, and there's your cohesive world, right? right? And it evolves from kind of that core, you know, sort of story that you want to tell. I love the idea of, I've, I've not, again, I've not read Mistborn. It's been on my list for forever. Mm-hmm. But you pitching it as a heist novel yeah, is like, okay, that's, that moved it up a little bit. Well, and yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what he does. And that's why I read it, because I listened to him talking yeah. about how he wrote it. And I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. wait a minute. You just you that's just really compared cool. this to Ocean's Eleven. That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm going to go read that book now. And yep. that's why yep. that's I mean, I'm sorry. I keep talking about it. So I've got the Penny Lich. Sure. And no, it's, 100%. it's legitimately the same idea. I took what I love fantasy and something else. I love sitcoms, The Office, Brooklyn mm. Nine-Nine. And I was like, I want yeah. to see these two things put together. And yeah. so yeah. I I I understand where he's coming from, where it is. It is legitimately like I want to write the book that I want to read. And yeah. Um, yeah. and and you're right. It's. It's the last like year or so of me being an author, I've had to let go of, okay, this book has to be this way and this story has to be told this way. And I've started yeah. to open up a little bit more so that I can be like, okay, but what's gonna make a better story if I yes. keep them all separated or if yeah, I start to put stuff it. together? Yeah, um, that's the key. So yeah, so I, I agree, Which, it, it is way. that way. I'm so excited to read the Penny Lich. It is mm-hmm. sitting, it is sitting in a in a in a in a in an apartment in Florida, waiting for me to land in London so that it can be mailed to me. <laughs> I cannot wait to read it. Yeah, um, I, I was I was trying everything I can to not talk about it because I don't want to always no, be promoting. No, sure. it, but I, I I am excited about it, and it does. I mean, it has it's relevant to what I'm doing at the moment. So it's, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think it's I mean it's such a it's such a it's such a good idea. And I, I, I'm such a huge fan of steal 
everything mm. right like take tools and motifs and themes and tropes and ideas and gimmicks mm. and moments from anything and everything that you've ever seen yeah and figure out where to put it so that it makes the thing feel meaningful so that it makes it make sense right yeah. i mean there's a little there's a little moment in in, in undoubted encounters where our monk is running full tilt burning key points 120 yeah. feet per round straight <laughs> down a hill and at the last possible second something blows up behind her distracts her and she slams into the into the wall yeah and i think i i think i pulled the the spirited away moment where uh the the protagonist is running down the, the, the stairs staircase. and can't yeah. stop and she smacks into the wall and that's yep. such an iconic moment from something that i think our audience would understand that i said it and immediately everyone was like yes i know exactly what you're yeah, talking about like, oh yeah, yeah spirited away yeah and and we've had we had you know we had a couple of people who would listen to the episode sort of say like oh that like that was such a vivid moment of storytelling and it was like i didn't use good language i didn't like come up with some intricate metaphor or articulate something in a cohesive way i just said y'all know that moment in spirited away where she hits the wall and everyone was, and, and and so you <laughs> you capitalize on anything and everything that you can mm -hmm. and you draw those comparisons because they are useful for people right to pitch something as high fantasy meets brooklyn 99 is like such an evocative her, like an evocative idea without needing to have to be a holy um for a, a thing cut from whole cloth right yeah. like you don't you did you didn't have to give me like a, a a two paragraph description right of what you were intending to do because we share that language and you know sort of what tools to pull from yeah and, and that's been i mean to be honest that's been my marketing now for a bit is like yeah. okay grab people with those you know do you like yeah. lord of the rings in the office you'll love this do you like brooklyn 99 and D? you'll <laughs> so love good. this and yeah. and P and and one of those four things can catch someone right yeah and yep. and they're like oh that oh that sounds cool let me go check it out so but i and i going back to what you said where you're stealing yeah. from others and stuff um one of the things I love that I've heard, and and I think I've applied this really to a lot of the stuff that I've started doing, was um, doing your best impression of your favorite things will create something new. Because yes. every everybody always, always, always. everybody that, like that I've ever seen where they're like they're like, well, how did you create this or how did you? And I mean, these are like big names and like, oh, I was just doing my best impression of this. Especially yep. with like singers or comedians. Um, yeah, Bill Barr, Bill. Burr talks about he's like all I was trying to do is be like George Carlin and I ended yeah. up being oh, yeah. Bill Barr Burr and I can see that now I can see that now he's, yeah, yeah, yeah and so and so it's like and then singers too like um uh Childish Gambino talks about like oh I was just trying to be like these people I liked to listen to when I was yeah. younger and yeah. and he creates his own sound he creates his own thing so yeah. I, I really love what you've done in your world Patrick where like you've and, and like for me it's especially nice because you've yeah. created a world that is very much like Princess Mononoke right yes. like it, it's it's yes. this world yeah. where nature and spirituality meet the harsh reality of survival and technology yeah. and the and the coming what's going to come next um and princess mononoke is my absolute favorite animated movie of all time it's um, so good it's and, so good uh i'm probably gonna go watch it tonight now just because we're talking about <laughs> it <and I'm> like, <laughs> yes yes, yes. <laughs> and, and um, and you've captured that. And I feel like you were able to capture it in your own voice. You were able to sure. watch that and, and all of Miyazaki's stuff. You can see that influence in all of his stuff. You've captured, you know, Brennan Lee Mulligan and his excitement for the game. And you've been able to put it in. But it's not Brennan Lee Mulligan. It's it's Patrick yeah. Parini. <laughs> I'm gonna start pronouncing it like yeah. that every time, just because that's so. I yeah. love that. <laughs> Nintendo, you, we've, I've got you a Mario. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I genuinely think that you've done it really well, and and I'm excited to see how you. you develop your world and and yeah. storytelling um, through that. I, I'm really excited about that. And I, I mean, I think that that is such a i mean i really appreciate that and i think that that's that's such a you know kind of great way to think about it is that you will inevitably it, it's impossible not to speak in your own voice sure. right like you don't 
you certainly don't want to get lost chasing some idealized version of 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 something that you've seen in the world, mm. right? That's how you kind of get caught up in comparisons and 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 you know kind of get lost, but if you are doing your best impersonation, right? And that that is your, you know, kind of whatever that looks like for you, it's going to be in your voice. And yeah. you're going to say something meaningful because everybody's got a good story to tell. Everybody's got worlds inside of them and lives lived and experiences that, that are worth sharing. And the way that we get those out most effectively is by that shared kind of those shared cultural touchstones, right? And so emulate the people that you are yeah. excited about, right? I mean, I, I the number of times that I joke in our game that I want to be Brennan Lee Mulligan when I grow up, and <laughs> I, I think the man's like a month and a half older than me. <laughs> I think so, yeah. He's, that young? he's, he's like, like the youngest older. person on Dimension 20 Dang. very consistently. Yeah, yeah he's right, like 35, um, I think. 34 or 35. He's no, like, I think he's like 31. What? I was just he's young I, on the way here. I was watching his yeah. round table with. Matt okay, Messer I might be wrong. I might. If he, if he got into it, I might be and wrong. I, and I was doing math. And I think he said when I was 21 years old, 13 years ago, I was start. Uh, I started my campaign. So I did quick uh, okay. math. Yeah, and I was, maybe you go. Maybe I'm that wrong. Maybe me, he's wrong. I don't know. If, so. Yeah, right. If, well, if you're right and I'm going to I'm going to check this later because I'm neurotic <laughs> yeah. as hell. But if you're <laughs> if you're right, I this this I have time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I've talked I mean, about that on this show. Absolutely, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. we were literally joking the other day about ages between the group. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm the oldest of the group. I was like, no, that can't be right. Like, no, yeah, I am. Yeah, I yeah, am, you've I got a couple the, months on. I think the, the, the grand mummy of the group, <laughs> as always seems um, to be the case in everything that I do. Yeah. I don't know why. It's, it's always, it's like, it's a crazy reminder. I mean, look at Critical Role. Marisha Ray mm. is the youngest. She is, she's, yeah. Marisha Ray and myself were born on literally the same day. We're the same age, oh, same birthday. Yeah, um, and. That's crazy. And it's crazy because you look at her and it's like she's she's um, a successful actress, a successful D&D player. She owns her own business that made eleven million dollars on Kickstarter in 30 days. Don't do it. But but it's true. Like the (laughs) same day we were born, not the same year, not the same month, same day we were born. And she's doing all that shit. And I'm like. Uh, I got a, I got a, a podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, like it's you, you can't help but do that. But I think yeah. I think it is good in some ways. Obviously, if you obsess yeah. over it, yeah. it's not going to be good. But if you use that, if you if you let it fuel you, in a, a writers group that I'm in, um, we we talk about this a lot, and we call it the gumbo. Um, and we say use the gumbo, eat the gumbo, all kinds of different things. Um, mm. But the gumbo is basically, and and uh, let me, yeah, I'm interrupting myself. The gumbo is basically uh, um, an emotional gumbo. It's a, it's every emotion that you can imagine thrown together yeah, based off sure. of a person, you know, a, a thing, an event, a, you know, something you watched. Basically, you're excited that it's out. You're excited to be a part of it. Or, you know, watch it. You're mad as hell that you didn't come up with it. You're jealous that somebody else is doing it and, and that yeah. you're not doing it. You're ex- you are happy that for the person who's doing it and you you support the hell out of them. It's um, you're you know, you feel depressed yeah. because you're not doing enough. Why are they successful and you're not? You know, it's it's all of the emotions that you can feel. And so in, in the writers group, we try really hard to be like, use that. Feel yeah. those emotions, acknowledge them, and move. You, go sit down and write. Go do something. Go create mm. some art. Whatever it takes for you to push yeah. through those emotions, and and then at the end of it, you can say, "Yeah, they did that, but I can also do something." Um, yeah. So we we yeah. deal with that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important to see it as something aspirational rather yes. than a comparative. Uh, so yeah. it's like you know, she's exactly the same age as me, and look at everything she's done, and yeah. look at where well, I am. I think it's it's use it as a sort of, you know, look what can be done, right? Yeah. It's just like this is something that that it kind of gives you a little bit of hope rather than it should kind of make you feel bad about yourself. You know what I mean? I mean, certainly it shouldn't make you feel bad about yourself, no. but I, I, I like this approach a little bit, which is know. that sometimes it does, right? And, I mean, yeah. And we can all tell ourselves all day jealous, long right? that, you know, we shouldn't want those things. And, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm a very big believer in the fact that, you know, that there are, there are things about 
every famous person's life that I would not want if you paid me, right? <laughs> and maybe those things are worth it on the other side. I don't know. I don't have that experience, but I have had to make hard trade-offs like that, you know, kind of quasi-similar career trade-offs before. And they're often expensive. They're hard. And so I like the idea that it, it you you should acknowledge those emotions and acknowledge that they're real Mm. and not beat yourself up over feeling them right yeah. and like use it to sort of move through and acknowledge like the world is a big and it's a messy place and you're not always going to feel great about every little thing but ever you're going to feel complex about the things that are being created this this literally yeah. just happened to me last night where um um uh I, i'm just gonna say it uh, uh we have we have we have some you know sort of tiktok acquaintances uh mr dandy dm if you're familiar with him i am familiar um, yeah Who's, he's great. He's wonderful. Love him to death. Um, announced that he's going to be working on a podcast. And of course, my immediate reaction was, that's great. I'm so glad that you found a you found a podcast. You found an outlet for this. This is going to be so much fun. There's always that creeping like, am I going to be competing against you for eyes and ears? Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, there that that can be a mechanism to push yourself to level up. It sure. can be. Uh, you know, a thing to check yourself and consider, hey, don't compare, right? Mm -hmm. I think it needs to be all of those things and just be, yeah. right? You need to just accept like, hey, you feel this way in this moment and you don't need to begrudge yourself that feeling, right? Yeah. You, you use it, be present, have it, you know, kind of journal it away so that when you make your art later, you know what it feels like to be worried about something that you aspire to to be comparing yourself to someone who has achieved things that you haven't to be concerned that you might have to compete with a friend right mm -hmm. like those are real emotions that at some point you're going to want to communicate just be aware of them and acknowledge them so that when you go to make your art you know what that feels like yeah yeah absolutely and, and i mean i i know that feeling uh, I, the exact same feeling and and again no shade towards you guys but i felt that way when you guys are like hey we're doing a podcast and i'm yeah. like fuck that's another person who's doing a podcast. Yeah. And, and I've got, like I've only got like five people listening to mine. What the fuck? You know? And, and I, but then it's about reestablishing priorities without yeah. Yeah. doing players guild. I would not have started the book series that I'm on. And exactly. so I, so I get to readjust and go, okay, this is where my focus is now. I'm yeah. now doing something that nobody else is doing like genuinely yeah, i don't think absolutely. anybody else is approaching the storytelling process the way that i am yeah. and that's huge to to yeah. so now i need to take this niche thing and make it marketable i need to you know create a bigger sure. and that's that's my only thing i get to to enjoy the process of creating the book right yeah rather than begrudgingly trying to just keep up doing the podcast because it's like i gotta yeah. do the podcast so right. i think it's about finding that thing that you really genuinely enjoy doing that's yeah. that's the and don't part. let the obligation drag you down right for sure right yeah 100 percent. 100 percent uh we got on this huge tangent yes, from me did. asking <laughs> what your favorite books are i don't know if you remember that's that question yours. from so oh, far yeah. ago oh my goodness gracious what's uh, your favorite book Patrick? goodness that is that is such a hard it is hard question for me to answer because it's it's i i have such a crazy media diet like it's 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 truly all over the place i mean i would say in fantasy Le Guin is very high on the mark yeah. and i i would say that i was i she almost represents a sense of high fantasy for me and i, I know you can maybe argue that she's more mid to low but I, I, you know of the stuff that i read she's fairly high fantasy and 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 that that really captivated me in just such a unique way because she's so grounded in the human mm. emotion of her storytelling and the 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 way that that shows up in you know sort of relationship webs and societies that i think is is just so so powerful um but frank herbert right like yeah. dune I, I i i i could devour dune once a quarter for the rest of my life because fucking space politics man it's game of thrones <laughs> yeah. it's everything game of thrones should have been right. frankly yeah um uh you know and 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 you know the, the list goes on and on and on right like i you know a huge fan of pratchett huge fan of gaming huge fan of um yeah pratchett's one of my favorites, yeah absolutely yeah. um 
but I also, I mean, I also read a tremendous amount of just other nonsense, right? Like I've, I've been, uh, this year I've been pushing through, uh, I've, I've been trying to read everything that, uh, Upton Sinclair ever wrote. Okay. Just because, right. Yeah. I, I started reading one of his things and, and fell in love with it. Uh, I started reading oil and fell in love with it because, um, uh, I, I was, I was, you know, kind of comparing it to, you know, sort of how they did the movie, there will be blood and, and, and how different and interesting it was and how much they cut out of it for the film. Um, and just fell in love with this idea of muckraking and political activism through novel writing and have yeah. just been devouring that as a, as a, as a concept. So, um, yeah, I, I think like my media diet is truly just all over the place. Sure. It's totally batshit. I mean, since I started this show, I've, I've read authors that I would never have read before. Yeah. And I get excited when there's Ooh. new authors that I, that I would never have read. And, I get a place to form an opinion um, yeah. where like I'm not I I mean I try to go against the grain most of the time because yeah. it's more entertaining on the show sure. if I do that so yeah. when we read uh, fuck what's his name um, Hemingway oh yeah I was like fuck Hemingway he's so uh, big boring. fan of fuck what's his name <laughs> <laughs> Like he's he's yeah, so he's pretty boring. dry. It's so yeah. dumb. His stories are meaningless, and he he is a terrible person, and I hate him. Like genuinely, yep. one of the worst. I just don't like. Valley. And then we read, and then I fucking read Twilight, being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna hate this. I'm not looking forward to this." <laughs> and then I read it, and I'm like, "Bro, I mean, it's not bad." It, it's not everyone talks about how terrible the book is i was like yeah it's not as bad as the movie is though like the movie's yeah. so bad oh, the movie was really and, bad the movie and was really bad. the book was like you can read it in a way that it's not as corny it's not as shitty and and like i was like i don't understand why people shit on her i mean i do because she's famous now and and you yeah, know right exactly it's it people think that it's punching up and maybe it is but that's the it's a meme at this point yeah. right i mean it was a young adult book i mean it was never going to be yeah exactly yeah. you can only expect sort of a certain ceiling yeah. you know to to, and, to and sort of young adult my my point at in that episode with stephanie meyer was look she sat down and wrote a book so yeah, good did. job. Several. She did a good yeah. job. You know how many you know how many people out there like are like, oh, I could write a better book than that. It's like then do it. Then fucking, fucking do it already. Fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you can't and, if you haven't done it, then no you can't. I and 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 while I think it is entirely valid to mean that as a threat, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I think that's entirely, like, th those people need to, need, absolutely need to put up or shut up. I also love that as just, like, a reminder that, like, go write a book. Yeah. Right? Like, absolutely. if you can read, go write a book. Just it write can a be book. Five pages long. Go oh write God. a book. Yeah. Because it's somebody out there wants to read your story mm -hmm. and no one else can write that story write your story that you yeah absolutely so i ultimately liked uh liked yeah. twilight and stephanie meyer's whole that's great projection you know her whole uh career trajectory uh i even got into a little conspiracy theory in twilight just just why i didn't read the rest of them because it's not my my cup of tea but yeah. <laughs> uh i did get into my conspiracy theory that Twilight, the relationship that she has with uh, with Edward is really just a manifestation of her own PSD, and she's being molested by her dad. Um, so, um, you know, you can go listen to that it's full breakdown. Take. If you go. I, I do yeah. like. Yeah, the, um, I might need to do that. That's pretty intense. I like little theories like that. <laughs> yes, yes, the red string theories are very <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I do. Very, I do. Um, I, I, I almost it almost totally slipped my mind. I would be remiss if I didn't also mention uh, one of my recently favorite uh, favorite authors, N.K. Jemisin, mm. uh, who wrote the Broken Earth trilogy, which oh. is very, very good. Um, but I found her through uh, one of her works that I actually like better, which I believe was an earlier work. I'm not positive about this, but uh, it, it was um, uh, How Long Till Black Future Month, which is a collection of short stories, a uh, collection of Afrofuturist uh, short stories mm. that contains some of the most interesting little gambits for world building that I've ever encountered. One of the mm. stories uh, involves uh, sort of a post-humanity um, uh, world, you know, humanity is gone effectively, uh, where all of the fables and fiction and religions that we've ever created are living personified in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Uh, 
and the, it's it's this process of watching you know these things exist insofar as the memory of them exist and that humans are gone they're starting to fade mm. uh, and it's it's told from the perspective of death and it's such an interesting little short story Ooh. um phenomenal absolutely phenomenal writer in and and one of my favorites i think in terms of really trying to do something novel yeah which i think is cool like risk taking in literature especially in kind of the modern publishing climate is really 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 difficult yeah. and so you know doing stuff what, like what that, was their name again nk jemison i'll have to read that too sounds good yeah you'd also really like the broken earth trilogy yeah, probably. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. that's awesome that's really cool um yeah. I, I know we're approaching you know close to end yeah. of end of the show but i think we're doing okay um yeah, <laughs> what would you say is if people wanted to get into you know fantasy podcasting anything like that what would you guys say is your biggest tips for for people tiktoking even what do you have tiktok advice oh. for people yeah um I would say with with all of them, honestly, um, uh, I think it's most importantly, well, most important to remember that do it because you want to do it, because you love to do it. Um, don't do anything just for chasing numbers. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. As we were kind of, obviously we talked a lot about it earlier, but that I would rather have 50 dedicated people yeah. who care who are really invested in what i do than fifty thousand who liked one thing that went viral one time and then don't interact with me ever again yeah um i think the reason why we were so, so successful in getting all those people for the Especially podcast your audience particularly yeah. me yeah. um was because i even though i had a few it was the few people who cared very dedicated so your five people who listen to your podcast were dedicated and yeah. loved the things you're putting out so if you want to do something do it because you love it yeah and there will be those few dedicated people who will love it with you um and that will grow and grow and grow so don't worry about i've only had three listeners so far you know yeah. um you know it'll be that would be my thing Just yeah do it for the few care. very good genuinely if you love something hold on mm. to it and and keep it Absolutely. going uh, yes so yeah. i agree with if that. you're and if you're proud of it keep it going yeah. right like it, you it getting eyes on a thing is so much a different process than mm -hmm. making a thing and yeah. so if you're proud of something at some point the right person will see it if you stick with it if you give up maybe not so much mm -hmm. and to that end my piece of advice for creating literally anything uh would be as much as you possibly can start small yeah right and that's mm -hmm. that looks different for different things right uh I, you know I, I think that you know when i when i wrote my my first novel um you know it's a it's a it's a full you know ninety thousand word fantasy novel but it it didn't start that way it started as a series of D, &D sessions and yeah. then the series of D, D sessions turned into a set of scenes that i wrote that each had their own beginning and middle and end and i could read them to someone and have someone kind of vibe off of that with me mm. and get a sense of whether or not this thing that I was doing was, you know, kind of meaningful uh, in those discrete little chunks. And the smaller that you can start, I mean, I, I joked about a five page book, but truly the smaller that you can start, the faster that you can hit what you consider to be done yeah. so that you can show it to somebody. And yeah, so that that yeah. person can tell you something about it. You could learn from the process and just enjoy the completion, the feeling of having completed something yeah. and the ability to say, I am a writer, I am a podcaster, yeah. I am a TikToker, I am a GM. Mm -hmm. Start small, start with one shots, start with short stories, start with micro fiction, you know, start with little two, you know, kind of uh, two take, yeah. you know, TikToks where you're just talking about yourself, right? Don't, yeah, if only there's a podcast feel. out there that has uh, a yearly flash fiction Halloween episode where we read flash fiction stories on it. Like, and, so and then good. produce like oh, music and stuff behind gimmick. it. If only we that's did such that. a good gimmick. Oh, <laughs> man, we did that. that's so good. That's so brilliant. I love that. But yeah, that's exactly right. Right. Like just start, start as small as you comfortably can, because yeah. that's where you're going to learn and you're going to be able to get better and better and better. And 
uh, as an addendum to that, don't get too hung up on editing, right? Like people yeah. put a lot of emphasis on refining and refining and refining and refining. And there's there's certainly value in that once you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but especially in the early days when you're just trying to get started with something, just keep going, right? Yeah. Like just keep just making, right and chase, let let people see passion. it. Get that critique back. Get that yep. feedback, and learn from it. Uh, you'll grow thick skin, and you'll learn yeah. the things. And like naturally, you'll develop the skills that you need to write it better yeah. the first time. Yeah. You, you know, or not yeah. perfect, but better. And so, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And there's there is value to understanding that the journey takes a hundred steps. You're you're yes. not gonna yeah. you're not gonna start at step one and be at step one hundred. You have to enjoy the process of getting to twenty five, yes. getting to thirty three, yeah. seventy nine, and you know, and so on. And then when you get to a hundred steps, you can celebrate the fact yeah. that you've yeah. you've you can look back and see the journey. Um, yeah. And I, I love that. I absolutely love that. And that's kind of what I had to do in my own writing, where. I you know there's there's pre Herbert and post Herbert at this point in my yeah, life. Sure. Pre Herbert, yeah. I was like, I've got nine books that I'm writing in a series, and I've got to get through the first one so that I can get to the second, and all kinds of stuff. It was crazy. And then yeah. I read his stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna be this good, like ever. There's no way I can be this good. And then I sat down and went, okay, if I'm gonna be that good, I need to readjust and and work towards mm. that goal and that's why i started writing short stories so that i could yes. be so i could say hey i finished this and then i wrote one short story and i'm like oh well but then you can follow that up and then i follow that up and then there's a third one and now i'm doing yeah. a series because yeah. i enjoy that process i enjoy Absolutely. writing short stories they're fun um yeah. especially when they get collected together to tell a bigger one i I love that. And I have one additional, you, you maybe remember one additional piece of feedback that I absolutely live by. Art doesn't need to be good to be art. Right. Right. And I like I my biggest inspiration for starting Unbalanced Encounters, which, you know, again, is still in its infancy. Right. But yeah. but my biggest inspiration for starting Unbalanced Encounters and probably for starting my writing career was how fucking awful the adventure zone balance was for the first couple of episodes yeah back when they were still yeah. doing the module <laughs> and it yeah. was it was yeah, it was it was, bad. it was bad audio quality it uh -huh. was bad sound editing it was arguably bad podcasting it was definitely bad D. &D. yeah <laughs> and yet people resonated with it mm -hmm. because there was an honesty to it there was a humanity to it that was meaningful they were telling a story that they alone could tell simply through the act of having fun and you get to the end of taz balance and there are these memorable moments that make people on command sob and yeah. to this day it's one of the most popular you know kind of D, &D uh properties out there and yeah. and i think i don't think anybody would argue at least in our circles that it isn't meaningful art it doesn't have to be good right you'll get to good yeah. but it doesn't have to be good i think that was that was literally what i was going to add on after you'd finished, I yeah. didn't know you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> was, you didn't read the script. <laughs> oh shit! Um, it was literally, um, don't be afraid to be shit. Yeah. Because um, you can't be good without being shit first. Yeah. Um, and just like uh, that's the one thing that I have to tell myself all the time. Yeah. Is be prepared to be embarrassed as well. Because like I look back on some of my first stuff, I'm like, oh, God, I cringe looking at it right um because i think everyone you grow yeah. in ways and i think as well i mean even actors probably look back on their first few things i'm like Ugh. i gotta and I they gotta, learn more i gotta bust out i'm pretty sure i'm i'm, I'm about 80 percent sure this was a this was a bowie bit um mm -hmm. where someone asked someone asked you know how, how do you look back on your early work you know how do you feel about the the early stuff that you did you've come so far it's evolved so much expecting they were baiting that response they were baiting oh i cringe every time i see my early stuff it's mm -hmm. it's, it's terrible and he went oh, i love it yeah and they said well don't you feel like it's lacking in ways that you've accommodated you know sort of sense it is absolutely 100 yeah. percent. but it was what i needed to do at the time to get to where i am mm -hmm. today and so yeah. i love it for what it was to me in that moment yeah mm -hmm. 
you don't need to learn to be embarrassed. You need to learn not to be embarrassed. You need to learn that just because your art yeah. is bad doesn't mean you can't stand by it. Just it's, because your art is imperfect. We're, we're developing, fun. we're developing, you know, there's the five stages of grief and now it's going to be the five stages of content creation. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Like, think you're yes, really good like at it. something. Be embarrassed yep. by how bad it is. Accept yep. that it's really bad. Learn to do better. Realize it's a cycle. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly right. I the like journey, the journey good. of a hundred steps, doesn't actually end at a hundred. No, just you got to keep going over. somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's um, so yeah, uh, that was more than one piece of advice. That was like four between us, but uh, merged <laughs> into one. Basically, yeah. you can be shit. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, right. Like the the the, the trick is start right and yes. and 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 get to something that you can can show people quickly, right? Yeah, and be be excited about that process because it. It's something that we all intrinsically know how to do. We've been doing it our entire lives. Mm -hmm. And we just need to not be afraid mm. that some kind of judgment or, 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 or perceived sense of failure or inadequacy uh, will stop us from doing what we want to do. Absolutely. Great wise words as we end the show. Take that into <laughs> account, ghoul gang. And uh, so go start your TikToks. Go, uh, it's it's the official, unofficial title of our listenership. I love it. Love um, There's shirts available. You can go buy them. I, I, I don't need to promote. So thanks, Ghoul Gang, for listening. Make sure you go and follow uh, Emily and Patrick Aparini. And uh, <laughs> that you go listen to Unbalanced Encounters. I highly encourage you to go listen to it and enjoy the fun story. Unbalancedencounters.com. There you go. Unbalancedencounters.com. <laughs> and uh, yeah, stay safe, ghoul gang. Peace out. I, Bye. I got no other words. This is an awkward. Fantastic. <laughs> that is enough. That is plenty. Stop recording, Cameron. Stop. Damn it, Cameron. <laughs> this is all going in. Stop. Love it. Love it. Stop it. If there's anything I can tell you, it's that the best place to hide is in your mind.